Welcome to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast, where we lead people to find life in Jesus through teaching the Bible. If you were part of my generation growing up, you were a part of the Red Rover generation, right? You got you got the chance to play Red Rover before Red Rover got banned from playgrounds. Now, I'm not saying it shouldn't be banned, but <clears throat> remember, remember back to the Red Rover days, Red Rover, Red Rover, and Johnny on over, right? The idea was one person would run from one team and that person, that person's one goal was to break through the line of the other team and the other team's goal, the Johnny could not break through our line at all costs. So arms would get broken Kids would get clotheslined. I mean, you know, carnage on the playground. That's why it got banned, right? And so this, this is the imagery I want to take in to today because we have an enemy. We have an enemy trying to break through and isolate us. And if he can isolate us, if he can break through and isolate us, the chances of us hardening our heart towards God is greater And so how will we stand strong? How will we be strengthened in order to be able to stand? Let's go back to the Exodus. Back to the Exodus. When when, when Israel came out of Egypt, they were slaves. And the intent, God's intent was to take them right to the promised land. It wasn't his intent wasn't to have them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. His intent was go straight to the promised land, take over the promised land, find rest, really within weeks of leaving Egypt. But they were slaves, right? They had a slave mentality. They they were not mighty warriors. And so when they got to the edge of the promised land, they sent out 12 spies. When the 12 came back, every one of the 12 said, man, the land, holy cow, look at these grapes, they're so- the size of our heads, right? They're huge. And then 10 of them said, that's not all that's huge. The people, the people are huge and they're mighty warriors. We are slaves. We cannot take this land. Two of them, we know their names, Joshua and Caleb said, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. They're, they're right. They're true. They're, yes, they're big. They're mighty warriors, but, but. We've got the mighty warrior. We've got God on our side. We can take the land because we've got God. Red Rover, Red Rover, St. Johnny on over. The enemy was isolating them. The enemy was cutting them apart. The enemy was setting them up to harden their hearts towards the living God. And the people, they said no. They nearly revolted. So fast forward 1,000, 1,500 years, 2,000 years. And you've got the book of Hebrews. The writer of Hebrews is challenged, is, is, is strengthening, and is trying to, 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 to get the readers to stay strong. They were experiencing persecution. 
They were experiencing a persecution that, that, that they had never experienced before, a difficulty, a suffering that they had never experienced before. The, 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 the heat was getting turned up, and the enemy was starting to isolate them. And, and the writer was saying, stay strong. And here is how you stay strong. So in Hebrews chapter 3, the, the writer taps into the story of the Exodus, of the Old Testament, and saying, look, 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 this is when some of our ancestors did not stay strong. So, Hebrews 3.12, watch out, brothers and sisters, because of this, because learn from this story, learn from their experience, learn from the 40 years that they, that they had in the wilderness. Watch out, brothers and sisters, so that there won't be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage, but encourage each other daily while it is still called today, so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end, the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. Look, look, look. The writer is saying, hey, we have got an enemy. We have got to stay strong. We have got to strengthen each other so that the enemy doesn't break through our line, isolate us, and then harden our heart towards the one living God. This is real. This is real. So what is he, what is he saying? What is, what is he telling them? How, how do we stand strong? Be the two. Joshua and Caleb. They said, no, we can do this. Not because we can do this, but because we have the mighty warrior. We have God. Have faith in him. Joshua and Caleb were encouraging the people to stay strong. They were encouraging. They were trying to blow courage into the people. Be the two. Now, the hope is, is that there's more than two, right? That there's more than two encouraging each other. That there's more than two trying to strengthen each other. But be the two. Be somebody that encourages others to stand. We encourage each other daily or continually encourage. In this, in the first century, it was common entertainment to be able to go to somebody's house and either um, uh, partake in it in an evening meal after all the work was done or you would stand around the house and, and, and look in the window and and watch the people partake of the meal and participate in the conversation listen to the conversation over here um, this maybe explains why uh, you know the, the Jesus would go over for a meal and there'd always be people around the house and and, and stuff not participating but watching this was entertainment before you know tv and netflix and etc so we don't entertain ourselves the same way today i'm not saying good bad or ugly it's just it's just different it's just different but that doesn't mean we can't encourage each other daily right in fact never before in the history of the world do we have communication devices that allows us to communicate and strengthen and encourage each other daily or continually like we've had right now texting and messaging and calling and zooming and all of these things that we have no matter if we can if we can physically get together or not it doesn't matter we can we can do this but this isn't gathering 
for gathering sake. This is gathering to strengthen each other by encouraging each other. We do it today. We do it continually because we only need faith for today. We don't need faith for tomorrow and yesterday's faith is gone. We need faith enough to be able to put our head down on the pillow at the end of today, still having faith. If you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like, I, I, can I make it? Can I last? Can I get there? Can I? Look, all you need is faith for today. And what this writer is saying, you need somebody else to strengthen you, to have this faith for today, to finish strong and put your head down on the pillow tonight, still having faith in the living God. So that tomorrow, when you wake up, it's a brand new today. And all you have to do is get to the end of today with faith in the living God. Speaking of the living God. This is why this is why we strengthen and encouraging and encourage each other. We're strengthened by encouraging each other is so that we have faith. We do not harden our hearts towards the living God. The living God here is literally the Zoe in God. The the the, the, the Zoe in God that we've talked about. The, the 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 God who has Zoe life, abundant life, eternal life flowing through his veins, who is the source of Zoe life, the only true living God. We 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 cannot have our our, our hearts hardened towards him, so we have to strengthen each other by encouraging each other. So that we have faith in the Zoe and God. The idea is that we are so addicted to his Zoe life that, that he is the source of Zoe life that we, we continually come to, to come, come to him. Yes, through Bible. Yes, through prayer. But we're saying also that the community, the community taps me into this Zoe life. So I must, I must have this community as well because they strengthen me by encouraging me. This is a must. And again, you know, for me personally, I'm an independent person. People are all over the spectrum as how much they need each other and how much, you know, interaction they need with people and, and et cetera. So there's no one size fits all necessarily. But at the same time, the risk for me is to go off all by myself. I don't have anybody else that I'm holding on to and latching on to and letting them strengthen me. And that is dangerous because I can harden my heart because I'm alone and isolated. Are you alone? Are you isolated? Do you have anybody encouraging your life right now? Anybody strengthening your life right now? Well, it's harder than ever. I mean, I record this during the coronavirus deal, right? It's harder right now, but at the same time, it's easier right now because we have all of these communication devices to encourage and to be encouraged. But the writer of Hebrews, later on in Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 10, writes again about how we strengthen each other. It's not just by encouraging. And this is a famous passage, especially, you know, it's used a lot right now because we can't meet in person and et cetera, but it's also used a lot by, by pastors of, of churches that are declining in attendance. Usually that's what I, that's how I, I, I hear it is that, is that, uh, you know, we have a, a church attendance decline. So therefore do not forsake the assembling together. 
And really what we're doing is we're utilizing it as a guilt trip to get people to show up. Quite frankly, if we're utilizing this verse as a guilt trip to get people to show up to our weekly gathering, we have lost. That's not the intent. If you want to use this as a guilt trip, you might as well go all the way to where the first century was. Just meet daily in your homes. It's not what it's not what the writer is getting at. That's not what community is all about. Community is not about gathering together for a worship service. Community is not about sitting in a Sunday school class or a small group um, getting downloaded biblical knowledge. Community is about allowing the eternal life of God to flow through us. Now, does the Bible point us to the one with eternal life? Yes. Is prayer coming before the throne of the one who has eternal life? Yes, if we're utilizing it in that way. But when we utilize community to just simply check off the box to say that we've come together, that is not the community that God intended. So Hebrews 25 actually does not start with a capital letter. It starts with the lowercase because Hebrews 10.24 ends with a comma it's a part this whole do not neglect assembling or gathering together is part of a bigger thought and verse 24 starts with and so that is part of a bigger thought Hebrews 10, 19 through 23 is, 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 is about, uh, is the writer saying, this is where we've been so far. You have a high priest. By his blood, uh, you are allowed into the presence of the throne room of God. Draw close to him. Okay, this is this is the whole thought of the book that, that, that or the letter that I'm giving you is that you have this access and that his blood cleanses your hearts and your bodies are, are washed clean in the pure water. So in verse 23, we now have let us hold on to the confession of our hope without wavering since he who promised is faithful. And in, 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 in our individualistic society, in our John Wayne society, we read things like this and the whole context and we say, yes, it's me, myself and I and God and we, I've got this and we've got me and you, God, we've got this. But that's not what the writer is saying. The the writer isn't locking into an an individualistic faith. He says, and let us consider one another. He's like, look, because of all of this, because we have the opportunity to come into his throne room, because we have the opportunity to be sprinkled clean, we have got to strengthen each other. Let us consider one another. Let us strengthen one another. Let us come together, one another, to provoke love and good works. I love this idea. I love this word. The idea of provoke is to stir up, to stir up, to agitate, to agitate inside each other love and good works. Isn't that almost, an, it's really an oxymoronic statement, right? To, to provoke love and good works. Usually when we're provoking, we're not provoking love and good works. I've got four boys. They provoke each other, but it's not to love and good works, correct? But when we gather, we're provoking, I'll say challenging each other to love and good works. Here's what it looks like. I know there's more inside of you than what you're living 
I know there's more love. I know there's more good works. I'm going to stir up. I'm going to agitate these good works that I know, that I know are within you. Hey, we all know this, right? Left to ourselves, we're going to let what's good settle inside of us. It's each other that stirs up the best in all of us, right? And the worst in all of us and the best in all of us. Right? If it wasn't in my life, if it wasn't for people saying, I see this in you, what are they doing? They're stirring it up. They're stirring it up. They're stirring it up. I see this in you. I see this in you. I see this in you. They're stirring up. They're provoking the good works inside of me. They're provoking the love inside of me. They're provoking me to a better self, but not in a better self sort of way of finding yourself, a better self sort of way in finding the living God. And to stay faithful to the living God. And to stay faithful to the living God and how He created us. And what He's doing inside of us. Now we not neglect. Now we get to the 25 part. In order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together. Why? To provoke this inside of each one of us. Not to just sit in a worship service and let one guy provoke us. But to, but to, and not to come together in a Sunday school class and essentially to let one person provoke us or, or a small group where we let one pro- person provoke us or maybe more people talk. But, 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 but really it's just to, it's just to study the Bible and the history, historicity of the Bible and the facts of the Bible and to, and to share our, each of our lists to this cosmic Santa Claus. But it's to gather together to provoke each other. Yes, we use the Bible. Yes, we use prayer. But we're provoking each other to to, to strengthen each other so that we find the best selves because we're having faith in the living God. We don't neglect to gather together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other and all the more as you see the day approaching. We challenge each other We challenge each other. We strengthen each other by encouraging and challenging each other. Our last episode from last week, we talked about how we carry each other's baggage. And isn't this how we carry each other's baggage? We strengthen each other. We strengthen each other through encouraging and challenging. We carry each other's baggage of sin we strengthen each other by challenging and encouraging each other. That's the community. And this is the community that eternal life flows through. Just to show up to check off boxes, there's no eternal life in that. God isn't sending his eternal life down into that. That's just checking off boxes. But if we want God's eternal life to flow into our souls and through us into each other and because each other is 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 having the same eternal life flow through them we have more eternal life because we're experiencing it in each other challenge each other we encourage each other all of that strengthens us to stand remember red rover red rover we don't tell the devil our enemy bring it because we're strong in and of ourselves we're strong with each other and we're strong because we have the mighty warrior god who has defeated satan the enemy death and sin once and for all on the cross and through the grave 
So we're strengthening, strengthening each other to have faith in that living God. How do we do that? We encourage, we challenge. So who is it? Who is it that you have in your life that's strengthening you and that you're strengthening them because you're encouraging and challenging each other? Here's the prayer. God, who do you want me to strengthen today? Thank you for listening to the Finding Life Teaching Podcast. You can find more content online. Our website is findinglife.me. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at findinglife19. If you like what you hear, a little bit of help goes a long way. Like, share, and comment through social, rate and review through iTunes, and finally, subscribe through your podcast player of choice.